welcome to the next episode of the Cancer Cure Me podcast. I'm Russell Peaton, your host. Today, I've got a good friend of mine on to share an incredible story that you guys are going to love. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you uh, my good friend. I've known better part of 20 years, at least 15 years, and uh, let you share his miracle story. And you'll find out why we're calling it a miracle story here in just a second. So uh, welcome to the podcast, the Cancer Cure Me podcast, my good friend, Obina Indu. Mr. Indu, welcome to the call, sir. Hey, Russ, appreciate you, sir. Hey, man, thanks for being on, and thanks for taking time to share your your daughter's incredible story. Guys, as you're going to find out here in just a second, you know, most of the episodes we've done so far, we've actually interviewed the people, the person who's gone through their particular journey. But today, we have the unique opportunity to hear kind of a secondhand story, but certainly firsthand from the father telling the story of his daughter, who's now five years old, who was just two years ago, two years old when she went through her journey. So, Obi, and go ahead and just for our listeners, just share your yours and your daughter's story, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely, Russ. And um, hey, Russell, man, thank you for having me on. And uh, brother, it's been an absolute pleasure knowing you for going on two decades, man. Um, and I'm grateful for your life. And people will understand why I'm saying that here in a moment. But, uh, but brother, I love you, love your family, and I love the fact that you're doing this podcast for other families. But uh, yeah, my quick story, <clears throat> uh, my daughter, Miracle, that's uh, why he mentioned that, that, that word a minute ago. Her name is Miracle Indu. Um, wow. my, uh, my, my ex-wife and I, we had, uh, we had seven children between us, and uh, all of them were M names. And Miracle, is she's the last, so she's bringing up the rear, and we were thinking... <laughs> of a name for her that started with an M as well. We've got the Matthew, Madeline, Michael, all of those M names. And, um, and uh, she was diagnosed uh, with Down syndrome while she was still in her mother's womb. Mm. And, you know, that, that made us a little nervous because we have six other beautiful, 100% healthy children, no complication whatsoever on any level. And so that was, that was an interesting intro to her before we even figured out her name so we said man this little girl she's going to be different so we decided to go with miracle because mm. she we looked at her as she's going to be a walking miracle right and uh and Boy, so she was know. born oh my gosh brother i had no idea what was coming you know and uh and so she was born you know as soon as she came out of of the womb, I looked at her face and I'm like, yep, she's got downs. Um, cause you know, people with down syndrome have certain features. And one of them is like the, the face looks like it's flat a bit and the eyes. And so anyway, so, uh, we, uh, we were like, man, that was the first hurdle we had to go over was the down syndrome hurdle. And, you know, uh, I love America. Uh, you probably can tell by my name. I'm not from here. I'm African born, <laughs> African raised, but my family left that continent to come here because America is America. It's a beautiful land of opportunity, but there are certain aspects <laughs> of this American system that are just, you know, I'll be nice. They're in the gray. They're in the gray. And so <laughs> one of them is the medical system. And so when my daughter was born with downs, um, you know, we were told it's, it's, it's not genetic. It's, it's one of these things that's random and, you know, you both have a healthy background, so it's, nothing is wrong. You didn't transfer anything. It's just, it just happened. She has an extra chromosome. One of them didn't fall off. That's what Downs is. Um, and so, so anyway, long story short, what ended up happening was 
we said, man, we got to just live with this. So we started researching because we knew the American medical system is, you know, again, great. And so <laughs> discovered that in India, that uh, Downs had been cured for a very, very long time. We're talking wow. about decades that this has been a non-issue. Mm. Um, and so we started doing some research and realized that glyconutrients were at the heart of someone who had Downs you know, re basically reversing it or quieting the extra hormone chromosome. That's what it is really it quiets that chromosome. So it, it takes it out of the equation. So anyway, um, so we started doing that. My daughter's face rounded out. Her eyes got to be normal. And if you saw her, she has zero physical ailments from down syndrome. So mm. at birth, she defeated downs. Okay. Mm. In her first year of life, then most people who have downs, what happens is they usually have certain complications physically. Uh, so she defeated Downs, but her only complication that she went through uh, at about a year and change, roughly 13, 14 months, uh, she had to have open heart surgery because one of her heart canals wasn't connected properly. So mm -hmm. here's my little girl before she's six months old, defeats Downs. By the time she's about 14 months old, has open heart surgery, which went successfully, by the way, she's 100% functional. She's running, jumping. So she has no issues. And uh, here we go with number three hurdle. Now you, you see her name, Miracle. You see it playing in here. And so, so anyway, here we are now. I'm looking at my daughter one day and her eyes were black. Like someone gave, it looked like someone gave her a black eye. Wow. Like both her eyes underneath her eyes were like black. And I'm looking, I said, whoa, this was not here last night. Hmm. What I'm looking through the sheets. I'm like, who the heck came in this room and beat my baby up? I, you know, daddy goes <laughs> into protection mode. I'm ready to kill somebody. Right. <laughs> Plus it's my daughter. Oh man. Right. So, and so come to find out, we took her to the hospital and they said, your daughter's got leukemia. Uh -huh. She's got blood cancer. So now we're like, okay, Goliath had one giant miracle has three. Oof. Okay. All right. How are we going to be with this one? I've heard of people with cancer. I, it never landed in my house. It was in the neighborhood. It was on the street, but it never came into my own doorstep and mm. uh, up to up my doorsteps. And so I'm like, man, what, what do I do with this? I, it, it's kind of like a death sentence almost, but I don't even know where to start. So of course I'm trusting the doctors, six rounds of chemo. That's what it's supposed to be. And I didn't even know what chemo really was other than that's what they treat cancer with. I didn't know that they literally kill everything in you, including you almost. <laughs> and then at the end of the 30 days, they, you know, give you all the nutrients and bring you back to life. So we went through three cycles of chemo, three rounds of chemo. And so each round, they sit you down and tell you what's going to happen. So we sit down for the fourth round and they say, hey, um, we're going to introduce to her, her body a smaller dose of the leukemia. And before the woman even could continue, I stopped her. I said, I'm sorry, what? Did you say the very thing that we came here to get rid of and <laughs> you guys have basically almost killed our child three months in a row and brought her back to life, you're about to reintroduce the, the enemy, the weapon back into the body? I'm sorry. I know I'm not a doctor, but please help me make that make sense. That just does not make sense to me. And so she, she repeated it. And I said, you know, that's, I'm good. We're good. So we grabbed our daughter and we're like, no, we're not doing this. Like, we're not doing this. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know, but it's not this. Hmm. And so it's interesting again, America operating in that gray. Well, the hospital decides they want to 
bring me up on charges. They want to have me, you know, for child endangerment. And, wow. and, you know, I'm, I'm killing my daughter and I'm thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me, right? You're the one who wants to put poison in her body, but you're telling me I'm the one killing her because I'm taking her away from that. Wow. Okay. So that's not what we're here for. So anyway, that's, that's, that happened. And so Russ, at that point, that's when, of course, you know, usually sometimes as Christians, and I hate to say it, but it is the truth. We don't remember God like we should until we are at the end of us and we have no other option. And so I got on my knees with my wife at the time. We started praying. We're both crying. We don't know what to do, but we know we are not doing that great. And um, literally, man, that's when you showed up, Russ. You popped in my mind. I actually called one of my friends that you and I have in common, Mr. Gary. And, Mm -hmm. um, And he's like, yeah, man, call Russ. And I'm saying, oh man, Russ did defeat cancer. And matter of fact, I remember seeing Russ after that on Facebook and different places. I'm like, Russ lost weight. Russ looks sexy. <laughs> like wherever he went, they did a great job, man. I want, man, I called you, brother, and I'm like, please, man, tell me you're you about to be my black Moses. You about to bring us to the promised land. <laughs> and uh, and, so, and so anyway, brother. So that's when you introduced us to the Rubio Cancer Clinic and um, you know, out in Mexico and, uh, you know, wife and I had to make a decision at the time. And I decided that I'm going to be the one I'll take her. Cause I didn't want my wife doing that man in a foreign country in a foreign land with foreign people, foreign language, and, right. you know, trying to help our child in a, in a, in a foreign situation to us, you know? And, right. and so I decided to go, uh, we made the trek, flew into San Diego, you know, then walked across the border, got to the clinic 30 days in a room, me and my, at the time, two and a half, three-year-old daughter. Hmm. And I got to tell you that 30 days is probably the most profound 30 days of my existence. Something shifted inside of me. You see, it was different when she was going through chemo and after a day or two days or a week or whatever, I would go home to the other kids and go home and take care of some business or go home and work out or go home and, you know, hang out with the other children. In other words, I didn't realize that that was therapeutic in a way Mm. because it kind of broke up the monotony. But when I'm in this room in another country, there is no going home in two days or in a week. You got to stay here and rough it out. It was, I literally got to walk through every painful 2 a.m. wake up every wake up at 5 a.m. wheezing and she can hardly breathe and putting her hand out, reaching for me. And I'm wiping my tears and grabbing her hand and holding her and saying, baby, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Miracle, talk to me. Do you hear me? You know, we, you know, we're in a foreign country. It's not like I can run the Toys R Us real quick and grab something to distract her. So I'm putting her in the tub and I'm splashing water on the walls and I'm doing my best to try to make this thing fun, man. And Something shifted inside of me, Russ. Um, and it's interesting, man. A couple of things. One, I have today, my daughter's now five and she's been cancer free now for going on three years. And that is an, a, a tremendous blessing, man. And, but I look back and my child and I, we have this bond now from those 30 days that it is, it's so strong. Let me give you an example. Her mom calls me. And says, hey, Obi, I need you to tell your child to listen to her mother because she's not <laughs> listening to me. Now, I'm on the phone. 
she's physically in the same presence with with Miracle. And I'll say, baby, yes, daddy. I need you to listen to your mother. Do what she said you should do. Okay, dad. It's a bond that even over a phone, I can get her to do things, to move. Wow. Simply because of this 30-day experience. Um, Other little things like, you know, yes, I'm a 47-year-old man. Been through a lot of tough things in my life. And, but there's still times when life hits you with that uppercut that you didn't see coming and it might even knock me down. And, you know, my little girl will come over and she'll grab both of my cheeks. She'll put one hand on each cheek and I love you, daddy. And give me a kiss. And I look at her and I say, man, she was, wasn't even one beat downs. Wasn't even two open heart surgery, barely three defeated cancer, man. Let me get up. And take care of whatever this little exactly. thing is in front of me. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so, man, she she's my inspiration, brother. She makes my back stiffen. And, you know, she's, she just turned five. You know? And so, yes, brother. So, so cancer cured me of a lot of things. And it continues to cure me because regardless of what shows up tomorrow, I still have this little girl to look at as my source of inspiration. So right. she's not just a miracle and a walking miracle, she's a miracle to me in my own personal life. Man, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I said, not only is she a miracle, what has happened to her, but she is a miracle to you. Man, there's so many, guys, for those you listening, our listeners out there, guys, I mean, we've had, a, this is, we've had several good episodes. We've had some good stories that you've heard on, on this show, but man, this is the first one we've heard of a child and it probably won't be the last, but man, you know, I always say God had a sense of humor, right? God knew exactly what he was doing when he said, you're going to name this child Miracle before the child mm-hmm. was even born. And then it's almost like he said, this, you said this child is going to, you, you and your wife said, this is going to be our miracle child because we know we're going to have to deal with this probably for the rest of our life. But then mm-hmm. God said, look, this is going to be your miracle child. Before you guys even knew it, he he knew that that she was going to uh, beat Downs. He knew that she was going to beat her open heart surgery, her heart issue, and she knew that he was going to heal her of her cancer. So he that's right. It's so amazing how he puts that stuff together, and and we could think that oh, we had some somehow we had something to do with it. We absolutely did not. And no. uh, <laughs> but you know, so I I don't know even where to go with this, Obi. I mean. Typically, at this part of the, of the interview, I'll ask my, my guest, hey, so how would you say cancer has cured you? I mean, you basically said it, but anything else you want to say in that room? Like this whole, your can going through this cancer journey with my daughter, it wasn't just cancer. I mean, I, it, <laughs> it was cancer, open heart surgery, downs. I mean, I can, I can see right now we're probably going to get all kind of comments and people reaching out, want to find out about, uh, about how you guys were able to to deal with her down syndrome. I mean, obviously that you guys aren't surgeons, but, but I mean, I'm, I was, I'm curious myself. And uh, you said glyconutrients. Glyconutrients. G L Y C O hyphen nutrients. Or, yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So yeah. I'm not a doctor. If people want to find out about that, at least they know that's some place to start. Um, and you said that as I'm not mistaken, you said that kind of slows down or, or mask or, uh, quiet covers quiets is the word you use the uh the down syndrome symptoms and you said her yes. face you would she wouldn't even know it because of the glycodutrients you would have no idea today that she that she had down syndrome so that's interesting i mean i'm i'm curious myself i know 
Um, I have people, friends who have kids with Downs. I don't even know if they don't know about this stuff. So this wasn't the purpose of the, of the interview, but look at that, guys. You found something new that maybe you can, you'll be able to help someone as a, as a result. But uh, right. hey, man, I, we, we're good. I don't want to know us. I don't want to belabor the, the interview, but man, what an amazing story. Anything you want to share just in terms for our listeners out there about, uh, about what this journey did for you? I mean, without, you don't have to be repetitive, but anything else you want to right. share? I mean, just go ahead. I'll let you play yeah, that last yeah. word. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Um, I, I believe that, um, you know, and we all hear it and, you know, maybe not all of us, but I know I've heard it a lot and it almost sounds cliche in that, you know, this, this stuff is happening, whatever the stuff is that's happening in your life, that it's happening for, not to you. It's happening for you, not to you. Mm. Um, and I even look at, even this podcast, you know, you went through cancer, Russell, you know, and it's interesting. Um, you know, I mentioned the M names. My, my son is named uh, junior. His, his middle name is Moses. He's that's his M name. And who knew that God was trying to use your cancer to cause you to be a Moses in this cancer realm, because this podcast is now birthed out of that cancer experience that you had. You know, my daughter is now alive because you had that cancer experience, Russ, because mm -hmm. I wouldn't I don't have anyone else in my Rolodex that I would have made that phone call to. Mm -hmm. So your life, Russell, has become a, 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 a what's the word I want to use here? Um, what's that thing? Uh, a beacon. That's right. I was going to say, uh, what's that thing with the with the boats? Lighthouse. Lighthouse. Thank you. It's a lighthouse. Your, your cancer experience has become a lighthouse to this, with this podcast. Now, do you know how many people who may not have known a Russell Peden and now listen to this podcast or hear a story, or maybe they didn't, maybe someone in their family listened to the podcast and they're stuck because of the grade they run into in the American medical system. And they're like, I don't even know who to call. I don't even know where another option is. And now a lifeline gets thrown. So for me, these things happen for us, not to us. Um, mm. My little daughter now, Miracle, man, every room we enter, I call her the mayor because there, <laughs> I, I promise you, we're walking on the sidewalk, even in the car. She's in the back seat waving at the cars at the light next to us. And you should see the drivers waving. I'm like, who are these people waving at me? Oh, they're waving at Miracle. She literally lights up everywhere she goes. And wow. then when we tell people, people are like, man, she's full of so much joy, so much love. And they're like, well, what's her name? Her name is Miracle. And you should see these people, how they respond. They don't know her cancer story. They don't know anything she's been through. But all the things she's been through have caused her to have this positive light, enthusiasm that she exudes that people pick up on without knowing the story. They don't need to know the story. They just need to see that light. Yeah. So it happens for not to, and her light Amen. is shining so bright because of that. So man, if I had it to do over, honestly, I don't know that I would take cancer away from her because yeah. it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that computer program where you go to delete the program and it asks you at the end, Hey, <laughs> are you sure? Because if you delete this, it affects that and affects this and affects that. And I'm like, you know what? My computer's not going to work if I delete this one. Nope. Keep it. Yeah. No, man. Man, I couldn't have ended it better, man. You're exactly right. It, it, it happened to us. It happens for us. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I say, um, I believe, I don't believe in 
accidents. I know you don't either. I don't believe in much much coincidences. I believe in what's called fortuitous intersection, which means everything happens for a reason. You know, there's a reason why God gave me cancer. There's a reason why God gave your daughter downs, heart issues, and cancer. And you just, we just found out, we just discovered together, or you actually, you've known for the last five years that it was for a reason. And as 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 a result, you are a better dad, a better husband, a better businessman. And I mean, you don't, you don't take no, you don't take, uh, you know, bad days. Any, any, I mean, it's just amazing the ripple effect. And God always has a plan. You know, I jokingly say he has a sense of humor, but but what that means is he always has a plan. But man, thanks so much for being on Obi and sharing your daughter's incredible story. Man, I appreciate our friendship so much. Man, if I don't end this podcast, man, I'm gonna start crying. But I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being <laughs> on, and uh, and uh, look forward to having you back on to share. Just uh, and hey, real quick, this isn't promotion, but you know, I'm always I'm always promoted. So if someone wanted to find out more about glyconutrients or how they more about your your daughter, maybe they wanted to it talk to you guys more about her daughter, your daughter, even interview your daughter, something like that. How will they find you? Um, well, my, uh, my pages are being, uh, they're under construction right now, but they could either look for me on Facebook. Um, and it's Obina and O B I N N A. Uh, and the last name is, uh, Indu N D U Nancy David umbrella N D U. Um, so any of the social media platforms, they can also send me an email that my first and last name at Y mail, it's Yahoo, like Gmail, but the letter Y. So yeah, social media. We'll include that stuff, we'll include that yeah. stuff in the show notes in this description. So anybody can reach out to you. Uh, I just be prepared, man, as this podcast continues to grow, be prepared as people hear this incredible story. I can see tons of people reaching out to you saying, Hey, glycronutrients, glycronutrients, and maybe you'll do a whole video or live or something about it so people can find out about it because man that's another reason why people this podcast is designed wasn't designed to talk about anything other than inspirational stories like the one you just shared about your daughter but someone else is going to be impacted maybe they say you know what we have been pumping our head against the wall the doctors keep telling us there's nothing else that we can do we have to deal with this and you just you may have just relieved 10 years of stress from a family's life by just sharing with mm. you shit because I had no idea to you share that with me earlier, what you guys had done for her. I didn't know that, that she had looked down syndrome, but man, what an mm-hmm. incredible part. So we'll keep that, all that information in the show notes guys. So you can click it and reach out to Obi and find out more about it. And maybe at that point, he'll get me some more information that we can also update the show notes with a, a link or podcast or, I mean, an article or video or something like that. But man, thanks so much for being on. I'm going to go ahead and call this one a wrap. And, uh, and we'll go from there. Thanks, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to share this episode. If you don't share this episode, something must be wrong with you because this is an inspirational <laughs> episode. This is a miracle episode. You know, I, episode number two with my friend Brooks, who referred me to Rubio. I called him the Miracle Man. I don't know what I'm, I'm gonna have to entitle this this particular interview because this is truly a, maybe that's what I call it, truly a miracle. And that'll be a play on words. Thanks, Obi, for, for being on. Thanks for your time, and I'll call that a wrap. Thanks.